Welcome to another episode of Your Story, God's Glory. My name is Linda, and I just want to thank you for being here today. For those of you guys that have been patiently waiting for another episode to come out, I truly appreciate you. Thank you guys for uh, waiting this long for something to come out. Uh, this episode is going to be just a little bit different. I am going to be sharing a uh, preaching that I did to, uh, with our youth ministry a few weeks ago uh, that is going to be more so of an introduction for the next few episodes I plan to do. Uh, it's very broad and very a lot of things um, I shared and I just want to be able to open it up so that eventually I can go into a few more episodes that will go into more detail about what I talked about. Uh, this is probably um, the biggest part of my testimony that I got the opportunity to share. And I want to be able to share this with you guys so that you can see the power of God and what he can do when he has done and just everything that has happened. Uh, but once again, thank you for being part of this and being here today. Uh, whatever time you're listening to, listening to this, I truly appreciate it. Uh, thank you once again, and hopefully you can enjoy and get something out of the following preaching. Thanks. The scripture I want to share right now is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says this, Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. There's a lot of stuff that happens right now in the world, what you see on social media, what you see on the news. It's pretty crazy. Um, and if I can be completely honest, one of the biggest things that we see now is the LGBT stuff going on. Can you guys agree? No? Maybe? How many of you guys have friends who say they're gay? There's a, a good amount of us. And it's, you know, it's not something, it's like an elephant in the room sometimes that you're like, ah, oh, like, how can I talk to you? Uh, how can I, you know, share God with you if you think I'm going to offend you, if you think I'm going to, you know, say something wrong? And sometimes, unfortunately, some of us might even struggle with that. And some of us might even have had that same situation. And for myself, that's probably the biggest part of my testimony. Um, just being completely honest and transparent, just because I want you guys to understand the reality of what it is to be stuck in a situation, to be stuck in a place where God did not intend you to be stuck in. Being completely honest and transparent, my testimony has to do with that from coming out of that type of lifestyle. I used to consider myself a gay person. I used to consider myself being, I was in same-sex relationships in the past. And, and that was something that, it, that I honestly now, I'm not proud of, but I know God took me out of that for a reason. And, and the thing with that, it was something scary for me because going completely back from the time that I could remember, which was in elementary school, um, I know everyone has a crush in elementary school. You guys are playing around like, oh, I like You guys are running around as kids, you know? But for me, the scary part was is that I felt an attraction to females. And back then, which was in the 90s, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, back then, I, you guys, it's because it's like I was in elementary school and some of you guys weren't even born yet. That's the crazy part. But when I was in elementary school, you know, it's not something we heard of. We didn't hear about gay couples. We didn't hear about homosexuality. We didn't hear about any of these things as you do now. Now it's being pushed and shoved down your throats almost every single day at school, social media, everywhere. But for me, it wasn't something that was really evident. You didn't hear people 
being couples. You didn't see people being couples. You didn't see any of that. And so when I started feeling these same-sex attractions, I got scared out of my mind because I was like, why do I feel this way? This isn't normal. And instead of me being friends with certain females, I would literally run away from them because I was scared to even be close to them. And so what I would do when I would be attracted to one of them, I'd be like, no, I need to go to my guy friends. I need to go to over here, over there. And it was a little bit scary because I didn't know how to react. And as I got older, obviously, you get more exposed to things that happen in the world. You get more exposed to different types of friends, different types of mentalities, different cultures, all these different things that that happen and then people start telling you no it's okay love who you want to love uh follow your heart do all these things so when you have friends that are talking to you and telling you it's okay it's okay it's okay you start to think maybe it is okay maybe this is who i am maybe this is what i how i was intended to be and that started to become my mentality in middle school and in high school i was like man you know this is maybe something normal that I didn't want to accept at the beginning. And so it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, love who I want to love, be with who I want to be with. And eventually I did get into a same-sex relationship when I was in high school. And to me, it felt normal. To me, it felt like something that was supposed to happen until God came and just shook my life around. I started going to a Bible study that a friend invited me to. But the funny part was, is I didn't want to go to this Bible study. They would invite me and be like, no, this isn't for me. I don't want to go there. That sounds boring. You guys are reading the Bible in ancient texts. Why in the world would I read something that doesn't make sense, that doesn't apply to me, and that doesn't have to do anything with life today? And so I was like, okay, you're not, I'm not going to go. But eventually, after maybe like 10 times that they invited me, I said, yes, I'm going to go. Fine, whatever. You guys have pizza? I'm down. I'm going. I want pizza. So I went for the pizza. And they, the funny thing is they started reading from Romans which is not my favorite book. But as I started reading through Romans, I was like, wow, this is very interesting, very intriguing. But my mindset didn't change. I still had the mentality of, okay, I could believe in God, but at the same time, I could still live how I want to live. So I had the mentality of, I, I want to follow God and I want to know more of God. I want to seek God, but I still have this same desire right now. So I think I'm okay. And so I kept going, I kept going, I kept seeking God, and I kept being in that same-sex relationship. And little by little, God just started tugging on my heart. It's sometimes it, it, the thing with being delivered and healed from certain things don't happen right away. Some things God changes in an instant and makes you switch your mindset from one day to another. But other times, it has to take a constant reminder of who God is in your life in order for you to start to change and realize this is what God wants. This is what God doesn't want. This is what God expects. This is what God doesn't expect. And so for me, it was a transformation at that point from realizing where I was to where I need to be. It took a span of about half a year. So from the time that I started to go to Bible study and, and start to say that I believe in God and that I was a Christian, it took about six months for me to realize yeah, this isn't the lifestyle God wants me to be in. And so I was like, okay. By the time it got to that point, I was like, okay, God, so what, what do I do now? It's like, I know you don't want me here. I know you don't want me in this place. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Because at that point, the, that same-sex attraction was still there. I didn't know. I couldn't block it out. I couldn't change it. I couldn't do anything about it. So what I did is I, 
I stopped being friends with certain people. I excommunicated myself from certain friend groups because I didn't want to be in those situations anymore. And so for me, it was a bit of a struggle at first. But going back to Romans 12 too, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. My mentality started to change. I started to see that God did not intend me to be in that lifestyle, to be with part of that group or to associate myself in any way, shape or form with that group. So I started to do things differently. I started to um, honestly change the way I think first and foremost. And so when I started doing that, it was still something that was ongoing. I can't I, I have to be honest and let you know that. It wasn't something that changed in an instant. That same-sex attraction was still there for a while, but I myself fought it off. I looked to God anytime, and, and when something would come up, when, when any attraction would come up, i just go straight to prayer and be like, God, help me, because I don't want to be here right now. Find me a way out to get out of here, because I don't want to be around this person, these people, this situation. And obviously, God always gives you a way out. God always gives you a place to either run, to get distracted, to move away from something. It goes the same with anything. It's not just same sense of attraction. It, comes, it goes with pornography. It goes with any type of sin, anything that you're dealing with, anything that you're struggling with, God always gives you a way out. God always allows you to be able to step away from something that you should not be involved in. And so for me, it was that moment of, okay, I need to keep going with God. I need to keep seeking. I need to keep going. And so when that happened, it was... A bit difficult because the struggle was always there. And my mentality at that point was, okay, I guess this is something I'm going to continue to struggle with for the rest of my life. I'm like, okay, God, if you're going to do this, if you're going to allow me to be in this place, I need you to continue to give me the strength to keep going and not stay stuck here. Because I don't want to be in this situation for the rest of my life. And I kept going, kept going. Um, but the crazy thing is, it, it wasn't until last year that something crazy happened, something incredible happened, that I was like, wow, God, you did something so amazing because I never thought I was going to reach this place. I never thought that it was going to get to the point where I could finally walk away from that mentality, from that attraction, from that situation until something happened. And the second part of that verse, Romans 12, 2, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When God transforms your mind, when God starts to tell you this is what you need to change, this is what you need to do, you start to see what God has for your life. You start to see, okay, God, you don't want me to be here, but where do you want me to be now? So for me, it was, it was that mentality of I, 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 I'm still attracted, I'm still here, I'm still in this place. But as it started to shift, he started to show me, no, I have something better for you. I have something greater for you. You don't deserve to be stuck. There's something greater in this place over here for you. And so for me, my mentality started to change. Whereas to before, it, it was the same thing. I would tell God, okay, God, I'm stuck in this place. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. And, and, and it feels like I'm just here I don't want to get married now. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to do all these things. I'm like, I don't want to change anything because I don't even know what that looks like. But what happened last year, it just transformed everything to where I'm at now. My mentality on marriage changed. My mentality on relationships changed. My mentality on family changed to the point where I'm like, okay, God, I see what you have for me now. And it's something that I'm hoping and praying for and looking forward to because this is something greater and bigger than myself. 
you have something more amazing than where I've been stuck at my entire life. And so what ended up happening last year, I, I, I was prayed over. And, and there was something so life-changing about that, that, you know, some people think like, no, you can't, you can't pray the gay away. I've heard that before plenty of times. You can't pray it away. That's just something, you know, you're born with it, blah, 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 and all these things. And that used to be my mentality before until, until you get to a point where you say, I'm tired of it and I want to change. That's when you give yourself over to God and you see God do something so amazing. You've never realized it could happen before. And so for me, when that happened, last year I was just tired. Last year I was exhausted. I was like, God, I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm a pastor at a church. I'm fighting every day to not feel like this. I'm going through all these things. I want to be an example to others. I want to be able to have a testimony where I can show people that God changes everything. And so when I went to a service, um, I went to these pastors prayed over me and I was like, okay, this is different. This is something I've never been exposed to. And, And they started praying over generational curses. They started praying over homosexuality. They started praying over, over releasing forgiveness, releasing all these things that I had stuck in my heart. And, and there was a lot that happened that I've never seen before. And to some people, it's going to be like, that sounds just crazy and insane. You went to a cult and now you're over here saying all these things. But no, it's something life transforming because we see it even in scripture where people change from one day to the next because of something that Jesus did and Jesus spoke. And so why, why would it be any different today? Why would it be any different now? Whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're dealing with, whatever frustrations, whatever sin, whatever thing that's going on at home, God can fix that situation. But you have to be willing to say, God, here, take it because I'm tired. Take it because I don't want to deal with this anger. I don't want to deal with this sin. I don't want to deal with all these things that are happening right now. Just take it. And that's when it comes to full surrender. You have to be willing to say, okay, God, I'm done. I'm done trying to control my life. I'm done trying to control all these things that are happening now. Take it, please. Because when you give that over to God and you say, God, take it, he is going to take it. He is going to be like, okay, now I'm going to transform your mind. I'm going to transform the way you think, and you're going to be a completely new person. How do we know that? Romans 12, 2. Just what we read. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Everything you're exposed to right now in middle school, high school, and in college is going to be something against God. Even if you go, honestly, even if you go to a Christian university, there's going to be places where you are going to expose to something that's non-Christian. So that is where you constantly have to pray each and every single day. Okay, God, guard my heart, guard my mind that I may know what is from you and what is not from you. What is a lie from the enemy and what is your truth? So when you go to school, when you go to meet with certain friends, when you hang out with certain friends that you probably shouldn't be hanging out with, God is going to reveal to you, stop. Don't hang out with these people. Don't do this. Don't be here. Don't be there. Because that is not the place I intended you to be. And so in that same way, when you stop copying the behaviors and customs of this world, because you see it everywhere, when you stop doing that and you allow God to transform you, He is going to transform you into a whole new person. People are not going to recognize you. 
people are not going to be, they're going to see you and they're going to be like, who in the world are you now? I don't want to hang out with you no more because you're a party pooper. You know, you're, you're boring. You're not the same person you used to be. Well, why, why in the world would I want to be there with you? And, and, and that's the thing. You are going to lose friends. You're even sometimes going to lose family. But the greatest thing that you could ever gain is God in your life and in your heart. And so when God changes you by, by changing the way you think, you become that new person. Your mentality starts to change. Even your mentality on marriage, your mentality on family, your mentality on what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a human being. Because prior to God, you might have a different mentality. Things that your friends tell you, no, it's okay to do this. It's okay to cheat on the test. Your mentality starts to change. You're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. You start to feel conviction. You start to feel like when you're doing it, you're like, I probably should stop now. And that's the Holy Spirit that God placed within you to stop. That's a warning sign. Don't don't ignore the warning signs from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is going to just keep nugging at you. Stop. Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Turn around. Do something different. And when you ignore that, that voice starts to fade away. When you start ignoring that, that voice starts to leave. Because you're getting so used to doing the things you're not supposed to be doing. Why are you going to be listening to the Holy Spirit when you want to do your own thing? And so when you allow God to transform you, the Holy Spirit starts to get louder and louder. That's why you see people... Uh, how many of you know what this sermon is? Who can explain what this sermon is? Can you explain it? Like, or like, what do you think it means? How I think of it is like... Like, using, like... I guess, like, judgment to, like, determine, like, what's good and what's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In the simplest terms, yeah. Knowing what's good and what's bad. Understanding and using wisdom to know what's right and what's wrong. So you begin to have discernment. You begin to understand what God has for you. You even begin to understand people. You see people's motives. Once, once you get so connected to God, you start to see the motive behind every individual. You start to see the reasoning. You start to see something different. You know, how many of you guys have heard like, oh, the vibe is off? Or like, you know, it's, it's something, you know, it, like it doesn't seem right. It's not the vibe. It's the spirit's. It's, it's, it's something that, that's very interesting is that there's a whole spiritual realm that we are not aware of. There's a whole spiritual realm that we can't see right now. There is an angel that's assigned to you that is there to guide you, to protect you, to be with you. And it's not the guardian angel or anything like that, but God sends his angel, an army of angels to you. That's why when you pray, you pray to God and you allow, and God's going to, Send that that army of angels over you as well. But there's war going on right now that we're not even aware of. If we were to see where our spiritual eyes, I think half of us, more than half of us would would be scared. We'd be like, oh, what's going on? You know, we hear there's like fighting demons over here. And there's like, oh, you literally go crazy. Have you guys ever wondered when people do drugs? Have you seen them like in the corners in different places and they're like talking to themselves and like going crazy and doing all these things? They've opened themselves to a whole different realm. And you start to see, once you look at it in spiritual eyes, you start to see like, what are they doing? Why are they talking to themselves? Why, why is all of this happening? No, when you open your, up yourselves to drugs, to demonic things, 
you see a whole different thing in the spiritual realm that you've never been exposed to. So it's not that they're crazy. It's not that they're just talking to themselves. It's that there's demons now that have surrounded you and are around your life. There's things that are there that are just going crazy and to you. It's like, oh, it's a weird homeless person. Let's walk the other way. But in reality, there's stuff that's happening that we don't even realize. People can be set free from that. People can be set free from drugs. People can be set free from any sin. But they have to be willing to, to let go of that and to serve God and to follow God. And so it, for me, it got to that point where as to my sin, my struggle was with homosexuality. But God started to transform my mentality, my way of thinking, my way of doing things, my way of seeing relationships and handling things. And you may not be in that same situation that I was, but there are so many things that we struggle with. It could be anger. It could be fighting with our parents. It could be disagreeing with our siblings. It could be uh, struggling with so many other things that, it, that that's holding us back from being in that right relationship with God. And so honestly, this is a time for us to be able to go to God and be like, okay, God, Take this because I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to struggle with this. I don't want to be in a situation where I don't need to be in. Please just take it from me. And know that when you surrender it and give it to God, he is going to deliver you from that. He is going to heal you from that. He is going to transform you from that. And some of you might be like, well, I'm not struggling with anything. You know, praise God. That's great. You are, you are blessed and God is preparing you for something even greater. You don't have to struggle in life to be a good Christian. Like I, I shared, I think, a, a, few, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, the thing about, you know, people having testimonies and, and some people growing up with crazy testimonies. And there's people that grow up in the church that have been blessed to not be exposed to certain things. And you're like, well, I don't have a testimony. Yeah, you do. Your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents probably were on their knees praying every single night so that you could be saved. So that you can be secure from all the things that are going on in the world. And so when you have that, when you have a praying grandma, a praying parent, a praying great-grandparent, know that they're there fighting for you in the spiritual realm, fighting so that, that you can be saved, fighting so that you can know who God is, so that you don't have to be exposed to the things others have been exposed to. And that's something so amazing because now you guys are here in church. Regardless if you wanted to be here or if your parents dragged you here, you're being exposed to something completely different than what you're being taught in schools. You're being exposed to the word of God. You're being exposed to something that's life transforming. That's going to help you for the rest of your life. And so when you allow God to transform that and show you all these things, he's going to change everything in your life. And by the time you have children and, and grandchildren, all these things, you're going to be that praying parent. You're going to be that praying grandparent. You're going to be that praying great grandparent. And you're going to see a whole generation change because of you. You're going to see a whole generation change because now you got on your knees and started praying for your future family. Have you guys ever prayed for your future family? It's fine if you haven't, but that's something, if there's a desire in your heart of one day being married, of one day having children, start praying for that. God, I'm praying for my husband. Please prepare him to be understanding and prepare me to be that person, be that woman of God that he wants me to be. Pray knowing that God is going to bless you with this. Because if it's a desire in your heart, it tells us God gives us the desires of our hearts. 
When we follow God, our desires start to shift and change according to God's will. And so when our desire is to one day be married and to one day have a family, that is what we need to be praying for. God, bless me with this. God, please prepare this person. And don't pray for a specific person that you have in your life right now because that person is probably not meant to be your husband or wife because they're not ready. If they're not here, they're not ready. Um, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That just tells me everything. All right, all right. Well, February's coming up. We're going to have a big talk. <laughs> all, right, all right, No, but for real, start, start praying. Start praying. The thing about prayer, that's your connection with God. That is your communication with God. God speaks to you directly through Scripture. So if you're not picking up your Bible, whether it's on your phone or a physical Bible, you're not going to hear from God. If you're coming to church and thinking, oh, I want so-and-so to pray for me. I want to go to the altar so that they can tell me a word, so that they can tell me all these things. That's good. That's good that you're getting prayed for. But if you're not reading the Bible, even if you're not reading a devotional or reading the simple Bible verse that comes on the Bible app every day, you are not hearing from God. So it's important that you open up your Bible and start reading. Because prayer for us, it's communication with God. We're giving everything to God. We're giving thanks. We're giving praise. We're asking for our petitions, for our prayers. But when we read scripture, that's when we hear, okay, this is what I want for your life. You start reading the scriptures and you start seeing, oh, okay, God, this is what you meant. This is what you want for me. This is where you want me to go. This is what you want me to do. And so when you're exposed to that, you're like, okay, God, da, da, da. You start praying. And then he starts speaking to you. Pray, speak, pray. It's a whole thing. It's a whole communication. And it goes the same if you were in a relationship, which I hope none of you guys are. But if you were in a relationship, if you want to have that relationship to, to, to be successful, you're not going to be sitting down in the same room and not talking to each other. How do you expect that relationship to work if you're not communicating? So in that same way, when you're, you're a Christian, how do you expect your relationship to God would work if you're not talking to him and you're not hearing from him? And so when you, when you hear from him, when you speak to him, that again also changes your behaviors. It also changes your mentality. It also transforms you into a new person because now you are feeding your spirit. You are feeding your soul with the things of God. And when you do these things, God starts to transform you. And so for myself, as I wrap it up, we're going to read one more verse. For myself, what, what ended up happening is as they prayed for me, as I started being delivered, as things started happening, I was crying my eyes out. I was on my knees. I was coughing, everything, everything. It was crazy. But there was deliverance. Something crazy, so crazy happened that I was like, okay, God, I feel different. I don't know what it is, but you did something. I can't tell what it is. I'm not what it is, but okay, whatever. God, you did something. I believe it. I, I'm, I, pray, I, I believe you healed me from this. I believe you delivered me from homosexuality. You healed me from all the diseases that I have, from all the things I was struggling with. And, and I'm standing firm on your word that this happened. And so then at one point I was like, okay, God, you said I was healed from this. You said I was delivered from this. I've been struggling my entire life with homosexuality and same-sex attraction. I got to the point where I was like, I can't even be in the same room with certain females without feeling, without thinking things, without seeing things, without just being in a mindset that I shouldn't be in. And so what I would do is I would look away, I would turn away, I'd be like, oh, oh, I need to get out of here. I need to, let me talk to this person. I'm ignoring this, this whole thing over here that's going on. 
or I'm walking away going somewhere else. And so, and so what happened is I would literally walk with my head down, with my eyes looking to the floor a lot of the times anywhere I would go because out of fear that the, the, those thoughts would come back to my head, that I would be stuck in a place I didn't want to be in. I'm a pastor now. I shouldn't be in that location anymore. And I was like, okay, God, you said you healed me from this and you delivered me from this. How am I going to know if I don't look up? So I had to get to the point of looking like this everywhere I went so that I could avoid eye contact, so that I could avoid seeing things to the point of having to look up. And I'm like, okay, God, you said you healed me. You said you delivered me. I'm standing firm on your word on everything that you did. I'm going to look up and I am going to trust that what you did changed my heart, changed my mind, changed who I was to a whole new different person. And I looked and I started looking around and I was like, okay, this is different. Because there was the, the, the females that I would find attractive, I was like, okay, I don't have those, those, those thoughts that didn't start running in my head like they used. I'm like, wow, this is, is this what it feels like to be normal? This is what it feels like to not have to struggle with this right now? I started crying. I was at the gym crying because I was like, oh my goodness. I don't have to be like this anymore. I don't have to try to avoid eye contact with people. I don't have to try to avoid contact with females. But now I can look up and be like, God, you did this. God, you changed this. God, you transformed this. You changed my mentality. You changed everything inside of me. And even my thoughts changed. Because instead of having those same-sex attractions and those thoughts of lust, those thoughts of things, it changed from that to thinking, hey, that outfit actually looks nice. Maybe one day I'll try that type of outfit, but not right now. And so it was those, uh, yes, Pastor, amen. But it was those types of things. It was those types of things that I was like, wow, this is different. This, I've never gotten to that point before, but it wasn't until I was prayed over and I said, God, God, take it. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being in a place that I don't want to be in. And if it's to that point for you, whether it's you're struggling with that same sin or you're struggling with something different that's just been bugging you so much, this is the moment for you to just, here, God, take it. You guys are young. You guys don't need to struggle with this when you're young adults or adults. You guys can let it go now and be like, here, God, let me be ready for what you have for me by the time I'm 20, 30 years old, by the time I'm 18 years old. Let me be ready for what you have for me. Because you guys are in a generation where you can change the entire world. You have access to social media, and I've said it before, you guys can get on social media right now and, and impact the world like you've never seen it before. Simply by sharing your testimony or by sharing a word or by doing something, God can use you to do that. And so this is the moment now to let that go. In Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. God is going to cause everything to work out together for your good because you love God. Not just for your good because of who you are, but because you love Him. And He loves you. You have a purpose in God. You have a purpose in this world. It's not just to come and stay here. It's not just to come with your parents. Or even if your parents don't bring you and you come by yourself. It's not that. It's because you are seeking that relationship with God. And you want to be transformed. You want something different. You desire a change. 
And this is a time for you to be able to let that go and be like, God, take it. And even if you're not struggling with anything, and even if it's not something like major or anything like that, but you want to see God do something crazy, this is a time to let it go. This is be like, okay, God, use me. But just know that when you tell God to use me, he's going to use you. He is going to use you. He is going to stretch you. He is going to put you in places you've never been. He's going to expose you to things you've never been exposed to. If you're scared of public speaking, he's going to give you the mic. If you're scared of teaching, he's going to give you the mic too. If, you, if you're like me being in the background, he's going to take you out of the background. Yes, he will. If you're an extrovert, he's going to turn you into an introvert. No, I'm kidding. No, he won't. He's going to use your extrovertness to reach the masses. But even at that, this is a time to surrender. This is a time to let it go. This is a time for God to deliver you, to heal you, to expose you to a spiritual realm you've never been exposed to. Don't just be content with coming to church. Don't just be content with being here and hearing a nice word and playing games and doing all these things, but actually listening to God and hearing what he has for your life. So right now, if we could go ahead and all stand up, we're going to pray right now. Thank you once again for listening to today's episode that was a little bit different. It was a preaching that I did for our youth ministry at my church. Um, But thank you for listening so far. And I hope that message resonated with you in some way, shape, or form. Um, I want to encourage you that if it's something that you want to talk about, if you want to reach out, don't hesitate. Please reach out to me. Text me call me. I have an email in the show notes that you can uh, email me at. I I love, I would love to talk and I would love to listen to your story. Um, but thank you for listening to my story. I do plan to make a few more episodes with regards uh, to this message today. And it's going to be a little bit more in that, a little bit more, um, more detailed as far as to what occurred in 2023. Uh, because 2023 was a very, very big year for me. A lot occurred, uh, a lot of big changes and a lot of things that God did in my life that I can only attribute to God and the Holy Spirit working in me. Uh, So I thank you once again for being here today. I appreciate you greatly. And we're going to go ahead and pray right now. And whatever is in your heart at this moment, I pray that you can leave it at God's feet and he will take care of it. He will answer. He will be there for you. Father God, I just thank you for this time, for this opportunity that I have with my friend today. Lord, I pray that you bless them abundantly. Father, I pray, Father, that whatever is in their hearts, that they may be able to surrender it to you, that they may surrender it and leave it at your feet. Father God, I pray a blessing upon their life, Lord. And if they are struggling with the same sin I was dealing with, or even if they are struggling with something else, Father God, that is taking up space in their mind and in their heart, I pray at this very moment, Father, that you begin to move in them, transform their mind, transform their heart, Father God, that they may surrender to you. I pray, Father God, that you begin to move in such a way, Lord, that they see a change in themselves, Father God, and a desire to want to know you more. I thank you, Father God, for what you are doing. I thank you, Lord, for what you are about to do. And I cannot wait to hear of the testimonies that will come out of your people, Father God. I pray again, Father, a blessing over their lives that whatever they do be something, Father God, so great 
and, and something so amazing, Father God. We thank you, we praise you, Lord, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.